Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, August 4, 2022. This is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 562 of the Biden-Harris administration, 95 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram, TheBobSeska, Twitter, BobSeska underscore go, and our Patreon page is BobSeskaShow.com. And sitting right over there, it's the goth ninja. It is spicy Jody Hamilton from the uh, From the Bunker podcast, patreon.com slash from the bunker. Also, David Ferguson from Astral Summer. We call him T-Rex, by the way. His music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. And we have a world premiere exclusive coming up later today. Brand new Astral Summer single. It's so yeah, brand huh. new. It's hot off the presses. Don't touch it. It's hot. It's hot. Don't touch it only with an oven mitt. Okay, uh, and, and you know what else? We're going to play the whole damn song. We're going to play the whole thing. It's Yay. one of those rare occasions Yay. where we play an entire song on the show. And so I think everyone's going to fucking love it because I love it. And apparently everyone you've sent it to also loves it. Is that right, David? So far. It's just, it's like, I don't know. I spent like, All that build up. I think, Bob. I, I think don't so. know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, people's reactions are great. Yeah. I feel like Good. I've leveled up. This is like a new... Thing. Like we're open. I feel. I don't know. I'm just so excited because it just really feels like. I was telling a friend about. I was like, leave it to me to like really hit my stride artistically at 54. <laughs> you know? That's right. He I said. I know how you Some feel. people never hit it at all. And I was like, oh, touche, Monsieur. Touché. Right. Right. So yeah. Well, Maybe. we'll get into more details about the brand new single. It's called Higher Ground, uh, and we'll premiere that at the uh, bottom of the show. But before right we on. get into any of that crap. Oh my God. We're going to have an Alex Jones Apalooza today. This is going to be like a Jones Apalooza show. It's all Alex Jones all the time. Well, not the whole show, but we're going to talk a lot about Alex Jones and this uh, one of four defamation trials <laughs> that he's yep. been subject to because of all of his lies and conspiracy theories about the Sandy Hook massacre, which is a deadly serious topic. But of course, Alex Jones turns it all into a cartoon. Because he's like a, a dick show. and a liar and a, 
a con man of the highest order. This is we the got just a cornucopia of news today. We got news, <laughs> so much news. We got news, lots of news. Yeah, okay. As See now, you now you got to go record that. I need to have that as a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> there are four defamation lawsuits that have been filed against Alex Jones. This one that we're talking about right now, he's already lost. And right. what we're seeing in court happening right now is just a matter of how much he's going to have to pay these two families, Scarlett Lewis and Neil Heslin, who are parents of victims of Sandy Hook. And so that's setting the stage for this. Not only does he have to go through this now, but guess what? This makes it so much better. I mean, as if everything that happened this week in court wasn't awesome. And we're going to play some tapes here. But the fact that Alex Jones will have to go through this exact same process, not once, not twice, but three more times. Yep. The, the next one is in September. This current one, the plaintiff's attorneys are seeking $150 million. dollars. Good. Yes. And every dollar of that is uh, well-deserved by these mm -hmm. families for what Alex Jones has put them through, what Alex Jones's minion have put them through. I can't even imagine, just setting the stage for all of this, what these families have to endure with all of these crackpot loons and conspiracy theorists pestering them because, you know what, I have nothing to do with this whole thing. And one of those assholes started pestering me and actually went up to my dad's front door and had, right. like, conspiracy information, top secret data to present, I guess, to me. And, in fact, he ended up at my dad's house and not my house because these guys are fucking morons. So... That is, all being said, your poor dad. Yeah, let's just all put our hands on our hearts for a second for Bob Seska Senior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this sweaty, bug-eyed conspiracy theory freak. Yeah, show up on his doorstep out of nowhere. Right, right. This guy was going around stealing all the memorial signs from the various Sandy Hook memorials. Like there was a playground that was uh, set up as a as a way to honor the victims of Sandy Hook. And then there was a sign that was placed outside the playground and the guy was taking those signs and whatever else he could get his hands on. And he accumulated all these signs in his dad's apartment, which I guess is in Virginia somewhere. And that's how he ended up uh, getting nabbed. That's what he was actually arrested for and convicted for stealing all those, vandalizing those signs. So suffice it sound? Like, it sounds like one of you is playing with handcuffs, like just like, I don't know. It, it, I hear that sound too. I thought it was you sharpening a pencil. That's what I thought that no, was. No. no. Okay. <laughs> I have no Judy, idea. Judy, are you like, like I have, garlic or something? I'm, or? Yes, I'm, I'm grating some cheese. It's just very loud cheese. It's broken cheese. <laughs> it's broken cheese. <laughs> you folded it. Oh, fuck. That is so funny. It's a day. Oh, my God. Ooh, David. Ooh, David. Um, <laughs> okay. So this is going to be fun. So the first clip I want to play is... Judge Maya Gamble, she's of the 459th District Court in Texas, presiding over this. By the way, she is up for re-election, so if you vote in Austin, please support Judge Maya Gamble this yes. November. Here's Maya Gamble warning <laughs> Alex Jones not to lie on the stand. Now, bear in mind her tone of voice. If she decides, yeah, you know what, I don't want to be a judge anymore, she would be a great kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Just because she's treating Alex Jones like he deserves, like he's a kindergartner, like he's a child who has 
no restraint whatsoever, who just has to exclaim shit that's irrelevant to the question and he lies on the stand constantly, Alex Jones is going to have a perjury problem if he doesn't already. There's, that's a whole I'm thing. I'm sure he already does for saying he never uses email. Well, and right, now they have right. like two years of emails and text messages. Oh, yeah, that's so just the, that's out the yeah. that's just the beginning. Here's Maya Gamble warning Alex Jones yesterday to stop lying on the stand. <sighs> She's so over him. Yeah. You may not say to this jury that you complied with discovery. That is not true. You may not say it again. You may not tell this jury that you are bankrupt. That is also not true. You may have filed for bankruptcy. I don't know that, but I've heard that. It doesn't put, that doesn't make a person or a company bankrupt. You're already under oath to tell the truth. You've already violated that oath wow. twice there today yep. in just those two <laughs> examples. It seems absurd to instruct you again that you must tell the truth while you testify yet here i am you must tell the truth while you testify this is not your show you need to slow down and not take what you see as opportunities to further the message you're wanting to further and instead only answer the specific and exact question you have been asked. That is the very definition of communicating to someone like they're a four-year-old. Uh-huh. I mean, has he been getting away with this in other courtrooms? This is what blows me away. I mean, it's, I mean, really, trying to get a straight answer out of Alex Jones is like trying to nail Jello to a tree. Mm-hmm. But I just, like, the fact that she's having to break it down like this and be like, you are not allowed to openly lie mm-hmm. to the jury. <laughs> well, and then he uh, says, I believe what I was saying. She goes, that's not that. No, no, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you believe it. Like I could walk into a bank and say, I believed it was okay to hold a gun on the tailor and get the money out of the till. Yep. Just because you believe it was okay doesn't mean it is. I mean, it's just like, <sighs> dude, and you didn't believe shit because guess what? We got two years of your fucking cell phone texts. By the way, just to clarify something she was mentioning in that little uh, scolding of uh, Alex Jones is that he has now filed bankruptcy on behalf of Free Speech Systems, which is the parent company of all his little subsidiary companies. But prior to that, all of his attempts at shielding himself from liability by filing bankruptcy have failed. And, And the reason they failed is because they withdrew. After it was determined that, no, 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 you can't do this to hide from liability over all this shit. We can plainly see, it's so transparent (laughs) that you're trying to hide from liability. That's why you're filing bankruptcy. So no, 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 you can't do it. Can't do it. So now this week he's filed as free speech systems. So we'll see how that lands. But my guess, it's probably going to end up getting rejected as well. All right, next up. Alex Jones admitted uh, yesterday that he's got a torn larynx, which explains, at least according to him, why he keeps coughing during his testimony to the point where it's almost disruptive. Like when they ask him a challenging question, they'll be like, All right, hang on, hang on a second, I gotta get some. Wow. Right. It's just, it sounds <laughs> yeah, it like that. Really, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some of that. And it's just like, dude, we un- do you not understand that we can see you? And once again, like, <laughs> it's when you get asked, a qu- it's only when you get asked the questions you don't want to answer that suddenly this medical condition flares up. Mm-hmm, right. That's right. So he says, you know, I got laryngitis and uh, a torn larynx. That sounds horrible. That sounds like he wouldn't be able to talk or breathe if you have a torn larynx. I mean, I'm not a doctor. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. I mean, if you have, have you ever had laryngitis? I have. You can't talk. Well, I mean, something else explains the way his voice sounds, and it's not laryngitis. <laughs> the reason his voice sounds like that has got to be that his vocal cords are just loaded with polyps. And I don't know if yeah. they're cancerous polyps or tumors or whatever, but that's why. <laughs> I mean, you don't need to grin quite so broadly when you say that. <laughs> how could you tell over audio that I was smiling as I was <laughs> saying that? But that's what I'm imitating when I do that voice. And it's a miracle that I don't get a torn larynx imitating. I was going to say, this may like, uh, may it be, you need to take this under advisory for your future uh, Alex Jones impressions if it's like actually dangerous to your speaking voice. That's right. But you know what? The weirdest thing is I could do it all day. I, I could walk around the house just doing that voice all damn day, and it wouldn't make me cough a single second. It's it's yeah. kind of amazing. All right, here's Alex Jones admitting that he's got a torn larynx, and that's why he's been coughing. Okay. You've been on your show most of last week, pretty much every day last week? I did an hour here. I take some as well. Okay. And you've been screaming and yelling on your show, right? <laughs> yes, just like the media's been doing that. Okay. I haven't been coughing on your show, have you? <laughs> All these coughs in court. They, they, didn't, they don't happen on the full hour of your show. You don't ever cough, right? Uh, I mean, I've got cough drops right here in my pocket. I've got a, I've got laryngitis and a torn larynx. I mean, I, it comes and goes. It starts burning, and then it's uncontrollable. And I have actually been coughing a lot on air. If you guys have been watching my show, we'll have a cough button I can step on and cough. There's a button I step on, and I've been hacking and coughing. It's 100% real. Well, the existence of cough buttons are real. I mean, that's yeah, a, that's, that's actually a thing. That is a thing, but you, the camera's on him too. Right. <laughs> right. So he just suddenly goes silent, and I mean, yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, exactly. You would see him going, start to go. <clears throat> And then you would see the visual of him hacking away right. without any audio, and then he would come back and keep talking. But he just you have to assume that everything he says is a lie, because everything right. he said on the stand has been a lie. They've caught him lying time after time after time on the stand, and it's a, an amazing thing to behold. He's, a, he's got no cognizance, no awareness of the fact that he's under oath, under penalty of perjury, and yet he continues to perpetrate these myths and bullshit that he's just invented for the entertainment of his ridiculous audience. It's an amazing he thing. Thinks, he's one of those stupid guys that thinks he's really <laughs> slick and smart. Right. You know, and he thinks he's going to be able to, like, flim-flam his way through this like he has every other fucking thing he's ever come up against. Yes, exactly. Not and- understanding that. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and Joe Rogan thinks he's just a comedian. (laughs) That he's just, oh, it's so funny. It's so funny what he's doing. Why are they trying to stop him from being funny? Is that the thing? I mean, I wish he would just say, you know what? I'm doing a comedy show. You know what? This is all for laughs. I'm just making this shit up for the entertainment to people. and It's, it's all, it's satire. I'm doing a satire. But, you know, it has to actually be funny. Yeah. For it to, you know, and it's... <laughs> Right. It has to be Colbert. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, wouldn't it be funny if he was trying like a Colbert thing? But he's not. 
He's no, 1,000% serious. Oh, my God. Here he is getting caught. This is the big deal from yesterday. This is where uh, he got caught lying about what he's been saying in his text messages and emails. Mm-hmm. Why? Because his stupid fucking lawyer oh, sent the plaintiff's attorney the entire, the entire contents of his cell phone. It was Did one you, of those things. Okay, I know everybody's talking about this. Yeah. It, everybody's talking about his reaction to it, but my, what was great was watching the the plaintiff's attorney talking about it. Yeah. And the the shot is the plaintiff's attorney talking and gestures to Alex Jones's lawyer, and the lawyer just nods like, "Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I gave it to him. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing here. I imagine yeah. Alex Jones's attorney wants to jump off a building at this point because of his client. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the tone of because voice. of his incompetence, though. Yeah. I mean. Let's give props to Mark Bankson, who's one of the attorneys for Scarlett Lewis and Neil Heslin, uh, two of the Sandy Hook people. And his tone of voice in these proceedings is so entertaining. He's so condescending <laughs> and so snarky with Alex Jones. You know what? Right. If, if Ches Pazienza was the was attorney, attorney for the plaintiff, yeah, <laughs> this is how Ches <laughs> yes. would have cross-examined Alex Jones. <laughs> Just everything, contempt, just oozing out of his mouth. It's it's an amazing thing. Jesus Christ, what a fucking own goal. I mean, if Alex Jones' lawyers were Brazilian soccer players, they would be dead. (laughs) Yeah. So here he is. This is the big deal from yesterday. This is him getting caught about uh, the content of his text messages. Mr. Jones, you know how an iPhone works, right? You've had iPhone text messaging for several years now. And and by the way, I apologize for the audio. This is the best audio that I could find. And so right. I hope you guys can hear it because it is uh, a little bit far from the microphone. Yeah. What does it mean if the messages are in blue? Whose I messages are those? Whose phone is this taken from? I don't know whose phone's taken from. Okay, what he's doing is uh, Bankson is showing Alex Jones a printout of text messages taken from Alex Jones's phone. He said, what are, those, what are those messages in blue? And he's showing the ones, you know, that appear on the right side of iMessage. You know what I mean? I mean, I just, I turn the phone over and say, take stuff off. Can I have you look in the very bottom below the very bottom left corner? Is that your phone number? Is that your phone number? Yes. Yes. So you did get my text messages. And they said you did. <laughs> nice trick. <laughs> yes, Mr. Jones. Oh. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an evil laugh. It, yes. was, it was almost like um, Dr. Evil. <laughs> yes, Mr. Jones, we did. Yes, Mr. Jones, we Goodbye, did. Mr. Jones. <laughs> yes. Indeed, he says. Let's, I, I want to hear that one again. Yes, Mr. Jones, indeed. Nice <laughs> trick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mr. Jones. Oh. Indeed. <laughs> you didn't give this text message to me. You don't, you don't know where this came from. Do you know where I got this? No. Mr. Jones, did you know that 12 days ago, 12 days ago, your attorneys messed up and sent me an entire digital copy wow. of your entire cell phone <laughs> with every text message you've sent for the past two years and when informed, did not take any steps to identify it as privileged or protect it in any way. And as of two days ago, it fell free and clear into my possession. Mm-hmm. And that is how I know you lied to me when you said you didn't have text messages about Sandy Hook. Did wow. you know that? Wow. I See, I told you pause, the truth. Pause, this pause. is your Perry Mason moment. I gave 
than my phone. And it, Mr. Jones, you need to answer the question. No, I, Did you I, know this happened? No, I didn't know this happened. But I mean, I told you I gave him the phone over. Just, just and answer you the said, question. You said in your deposition, you searched your phone. You said you pulled down the text, did the search function for Sandy Hook. That's what you said, Mr. Jones, correct? And I had several several different phones with this number, but I did, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, there's another lie. Oh. I got several phones with this same number, he says. Which is, that's uh, impossible, isn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah, so I, what he's trying to yeah. set up is that, oh, I searched a phone with this number, but there weren't any text messages on that phone. This must be another phone, is what he's trying to suggest here. Which is a fucking lie. That's his phone. Those are his text messages. He sent those text messages. What? Did some goblin come in? Because he's always talking yeah. about goblins and demons. Did a goblin, like a lesbian goblin, come in and send those messages as him? I'm surprised he didn't yank that one out of his ass. <laughs> Jesus. I just want to clarify that that was, a, that was a lie and give it to the generosity of the plaintiff's attorney for not saying, oh, wait, by the way, uh, uh, Judge Gamble, that was a lie, what he just said about him having several phones with the, all the same phone number. Th that's not a thing. You can't have like five cell phones about, with all the same number. Uh, what's his name? The prosecuting attorney? Uh, Mark the, Bankson. The family's attorney. Yeah. Bankson is like saying, you know, your attorney screwed up and they sent me your entire phone. And I just imagine right at that moment, Jones feels like he's falling from a very high place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, like the wind is whistling in his ears and he's just like, there is nowhere this is going to land, but he knows it's going to fucking hurt. When oh, man. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, ah. Uh, when I was in ninth shoot the schadenfreude straight into my veins. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when I was in ninth grade, I got caught forging my mom's signature on a ah! report card. Epstein's and I got from, from Seska's mother. Yes, I got caught red-handed doing it. And <laughs> that's what I felt like. I felt like I was yeah. Falling you shouldn't from have a signed it, Bob's mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, it was pretty damn close. Bob can't was... be in class today. Signed Epstein's mother. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. Okay, let's get back to this. Well, of course. I mean, that's why you got it. No, Mr. Jones. That's not why I have it. <laughs> no, Mr. Jones. That's... You cannot escape. <laughs> no, of course I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you can hear him tw like twirling his mustache, the yeah. plaintiff's attorney. <laughs> My lawyer sent it to you, but I'm hiding it. Okay. Mr. Jones? Mr. Jones, please just answer questions. There's no question. Mr. Jones, indoor voice, please. Mr. Bankson, also only ask questions. Sure. Mr. Jones, in discovery, you were asked, do you have Sandy Hook text messages on your phone? And you said no. Correct. You said that under oath, Mr. Jones, didn't you? I mean, if I was mistaken, I was mistaken, but you, you got the messages right there. You know what perjury is, right? Oh, you know what perjury is, right? He says. Yeah. <laughs> the most important part of this tape is, you know what perjury is, right? Can you spell it? I just want to make sure you know before we go any further. You know what it is. Yes, I do. I mean, I'm not a tech guy. I told you I gave, in my testimony, the phone to the lawyers before whatever, and, and so you've got my phone, but we didn't give it to you. No, Mr. Jones, one more time. And please remember, if you need to assert the Fifth Amendment, you can. I need to know that you can do that. But you testified. Okay, that's the end of that tape. Holy shit. What an amazing bit of history that is. Yeah. 
That the, the 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 camera shot of him with his eyes just do this like they they just bug out of his head for a split <laughs> second when it yeah, really like, starts to hit him like intellectually it's hit him but it, emotionally it's still processing and his eyes just go bleh, like yeah, goes, large bars right yeah <laughs> bugs way out of his head his entire weeble wobble shaped body was red and inflamed at that point well I don't know about the rest of his body but his face certainly was. His ears popped, his nose began to bleed. Couldn't happen to a worse man. Rolling Stone reported today that the January 6th committee is already getting a subpoena together. Yes. To get those messages. Oh, yeah, so is the DOJ and so is his ex-wife. Oh, my God. Because here was Alex Jones. This was either January 6th, 2021 or January 7th, 2021 on video in Washington, D.C., with the Capitol building in the background. Here's Alex Jones on his show right around the time of the insurrection, confessing to everything. Then the White House told me three days before, we're going to have you lead the march. The Secret Service, before Trump finishes 30 minutes before or so, will lead you to a point, take you out of the front row, and lead you to the place where they want you to start the march, and Trump will tell people, go and I'm going to meet you at the Capitol. There it is. Mm -hmm. Alex Jones admitting that he coordinated with the White House and Secret Service about leading the crowd from the ellipse to the Capitol building. That was allegedly his job. Now, granted, Alex Jones lies about everything, but uh, this is uh, an interesting little uh, bit of tape, I think, that deserves more investigation. Who at the Secret Service did you coordinate with? And are there text messages along those lines? Are there text messages from Jones to Secret Service agents on January 6th? Yeah, some of our missing texts could be on Alex Jones's phone. Yes, because that's the key to uh, erasing those uh, text messages is Mm -hmm. there are recipients that may be outside the circle of Secret Service agents who Mm -hmm. had their phones wiped. So Mm -hmm. you've got this. This is like a singularity. I mean, there's so many things radiating forth from that (laughs) dumbass mistake of like surrendering his unedited phone Mm -hmm. for the last two years of lawsuits yep. and, and and plotting and crazy and divorce yeah. and just like, oh my God. Yeah, and by just the way. The treasure trove. Mm-hmm. The texts also reveal, these are the text messages on Alex Jones's phone. They revealed that he was warned about posting a false report about the coronavirus by a staff member calling the report another Sandy Hook for spreading disinformation about an event. So that's just another little detail that came from Alex Jones's text messages that his lawyer accidentally sent to the plaintiff's attorney. Like a dumb shit. Yeah, that's, he gets one of those. Scum! Okay. The Connecticut, I can't remember which newspaper it is, but I think it was the, the journal, I don't know. But Hartford said, overheard one of the parents of the kids saying, wait till law enforcement gets hold of those texts. Yeah. <laughs> <way out> <laughs> I love every second of this. All right, here's uh, another bit where Alex Jones is asked about a text exchange with InfoWars reporter Paul Joseph Watson. And those of you who have listened to the show for many, many years, remember Paul Joseph Watson as the guy who first published an article on InfoWars.com about how a kindergarten teacher was teaching her students how to use a strap-on dildo. And you got to learn sometime, Bob. <laughs> that's right. Well, it was, uh, of course, a fake story. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dan Badandi uh, <laughs> took that story and ran with it and said the word dildo a bunch of times. And then we, Chez and I made a super cut 
of all the times Dan Badandi said dildo <laughs> in his report about Paul Joseph Watson's article on InfoWars. Strap on dildos. Uh, dildo. Dildo. It's a penis. Artificial penis. Dildos. Dildo. Dildo. Damn dildo. Strap on dildos. Dildo. There you go. <laughs> that was from the Paul Joseph Watson article on InfoWars. Oh, it sounds like Joe Pesci going through Matt Schlapp's nightstand. <laughs> play it again. Play it again. <laughs> What'd you find in there, Joe Pesci? Strap on dildos. Dildo. Dildo. It's a penis. Artificial penis. Dildos. Dildo. Dildo. Damn dildo. Strap on dildos. Dildos. Match slap. The new prince of pegging. Yeah. And, um. and by the way, speaking of Dan Badandi and Alex Jones, you're all familiar with uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, the Jerry yes. Seinfeld show on Netflix. Well, Alex Jones started his own version of that called Crazies in Cars Getting Conspiracies. This here's a 2008 Dodge Stratus. It's got some gears in there and a steering wheel, and I've outfitted the roof with a vinegar spritzing cannon to dissipate chemtrails while I drive. I'm Alex Jones, and this is Crazies in Cars Getting Conspiracies. We're here in Newport, Rhode Island to talk conspiracies with my sidekick at InfoWars.com, Mr. Dan Badondi. This here is Dan Bodani from TruthRadioShow.com. Dan, Alex Jones. Hello? Uh, hello, can you hear me? Uh, hello? Dan, I think you're holding the phone upside down again. Uh, get off the line, whoever you are, because uh, uh, I have to call Alex Jones to be on his show. Dan, this is Alex Jones. Dan? Dan? So, Dan, how do you like my Dodge Stratus? As you can see on the dashboard, I have a special radar warning system to alert us when Obama's weather weapons are in the vicinity. Tiny helicopters and airplanes moving tornadoes all around. I drive slow in the driveway and all of those things. That's special. I also got knowledge of the Illuminati and the occult especially. Say, where's a good place in Newport to talk about conspiracies, Dan? Uh, we could go to my apartment. But we were just there three minutes ago when I picked you up. I'll get off at this exit. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, don't grab the steering <laughs> After causing a serious five-car pileup, we're here in a ditch along the highway in Rhode Island talking conspiracies. <laughs> All right, there you go. A little blast from the past, huh? All right. We've got mm, lots we more. We're so young and innocent. Yeah, we still have this Paul Joseph Watson clip to play. We've got a clip of Alex Jones getting caught lying about showing a clip of the judge on fire. That's still to come. <laughs> this is my favorite shit in the entire world. Scum! I just, I love talking about Alex Jones, especially when Alex Jones is in big fucking trouble. And he very much is. If they grant the uh, families the entire amount that they're asking for, $150 million, Alex Jones doesn't have $150 million. I mean, he makes a lot of money. We've got some details about that here in a second. But $150 million would ruin Alex Jones. And that's just the first mm. of four different damages hearings he's going to have to go through. Couldn't happen to a better guy, could it? Well, if you're pissed off at cable news and other very serious political analysts these days, and there's lots to be pissed off about, here's an outstanding way to support independent media, specifically this show. For just $5 per month, $5 per month, you can support our Patreon page as we guide you through the madness and chaos of our politics. But it's not just about supporting shows like this one. You're also going to get bonus content as a reward for your monthly support. We're talking about exclusive access to our Shadow Docket show recorded after the end credits on our Tuesday and Thursday shows. You're also going to get access to the Patreon 
app where you can download the free shows and our bonus content. Plus, you can join the discussion with our community of Patreon members in the comments under each episode. All that for just $5 per month, pennies per show. Don't miss out. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. And we thank you in advance. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska!
Excellent. Beautiful, man. The best work you guys have ever done. Astral Summer, Higher Ground, brand new world premiere single here on the show. Holy shit, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Is it up there already? Can people download it? Yes, it is there. And hopefully soon I'll have it on Spotify and Apple Music. I just have to like work out which agency I want to go with in That's terms right. of like, yeah, streaming yeah. services. But that, you know, you can go to Bandcamp and get it now. And that's yeah. all you, right? It, this that's- song, like, yeah, this one, uh, this it came on like a fever. I mean, it just came like an <laughs> out-of-control train that just arrived. I just started, like, putting it together, and then it was like, oh, well, it's going to be four hours of sleep a night until this is done. <laughs> and, like, I know the feeling. I just yeah, kept yeah. adding, you know, layers and... Um, just an incredible and- work, David. Yeah, I just like I've been, you know, and obviously, like I was thinking about my husband when I wrote it, but I was also thinking about a friend of mine who's, uh, you know, a woman who's going through a divorce with yep. kids and like just the struggle that it is just to like stay strong and like, you know, be brave for your kids and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just and also just I think about like well, I was thinking a lot about women when I was singing it and just like Roe and just like the continuing pay inequity and just just it's fucking hard for women yeah it is and like if i could i would just like you know you know like make a force field between the awful awful world and the people i care about you know and that's kind of what that song is yeah. about oh, you know, wow. whatever happens i have got your back and i'm here and i'm getting choked up yeah <laughs> we made david cry with his own song that's right well congratulations david you made yourself cry But I swear to God, that fucking chorus, the chorus, the hook Uh of this song is immense. Did you notice the jet? Yeah, you know what? I think I did. Right overhead, right at the beginning of the chorus. Yeah, because like actually writing it on the one count on the chorus that was the word ground, the higher was just like hanging out there. I was like, shit. Like, how do I build some excitement before the chorus? And I was like, ooh, Mm. a jet. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great idea. Yeah, yeah. And the only downside to playing it on this show is I present the show in mono. So that's the like the mono version of the mm. song and the stereo version where with everything separated, uh, it's even better. So when you go and listen on Bandcamp or wherever you download your digital music from David and Astral Summer, you'll hear the whole thing in beautiful stereo. It's so incredibly well mixed and uh, it's just something else. You gotta get this in your record collection now. All right, uh, Astral Summer. There's this high part in there that I was trying to get like two or three different women I know who can sing. Like I was like, please just somebody come over and sing this line. And everybody's got like kids or they're busy. And so finally, I just ended up like putting on the tightest pants I own. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we do. Standing on a. I just like. Go ahead. Well, we do have a singer here on the show, uh, other than you. Yeah, you can always ask me. (laughs) You Like, I've prevailed upon your household, like, rent free so many times. Like, Lonnie, will you master this? You know, like. I was going to ask him to master this one, and I was just like, I can't. Like, every time this comes up, it's like I'm, like, overdrawn in my checking account, so I can't be like, here's $100. Will you master my songers? You know, and it's just like, I feel like such a bum. Well, uh, again, as always, thanks for letting us uh, premiere this song here on the show. It's a great honor. And, it's just, you know, I could say that about all of our indie recording artists, but uh, this is something extra special. So thank you for uh, letting us share it here. All right, uh, let's get back to Alex Jones and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to throwing Alex Jones into the wood chipper. Yes, this is so um, much fun. This is Alex Jones uh, talking about uh, a text exchange with Paul Joseph Watson about Sandy Hook. This is specific 
evidence from his text messages that he has already lied about. <coughs> oh, there's I'd that like call. Show you what's been oh, God. You've got it upside down. He's got the pages upside down. and the Of course he does. And the attorney has to correct him. Hey, those things are upside down. I can't work my hands. Did you see this? I, I can't manipulate these pages because of uh, my torn larynx. <laughs> Surprised he didn't say that. It's just too good. It's too real, Bob. It's like, it I, is. like I think it some is. part of your brain has actually been invaded by like hostile takeover cells. Oh, yeah, you're talking like, about me now. Okay. Yeah. yeah like, well, I'll it's take It's just that. too real when you do it. I can smell the coke sweat. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know who loves that impression is Kimberly Johnson. When I start talking about streaming shows, why do they have to wait a year between seasons of Cobra Kai? I blame the globalists. <laughs> it's like, shut up, shut up, shut oh, up. Oh, you just busted out in the middle of making out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Ew, that not You feel my hand on your TV? <laughs> she would so get out of that situation so fast. Yeah. It would be yeah. like a pilot ejecting from an F-15. You know, it like. would. <laughs> Talk about losing that your refrigerator would never be the same again. If I suddenly I started yeah. doing like a <laughs> pillow talk as Alex Jones. Oh no! Yeah, can you do that thing to me again where you use oh, your God. fingernail? Ah. <laughs> oh my uh, God! Uh, can you please uh, ha- hand me some of that lube over there? I got got, some, got an extra uh, bottle of lube. Uh, oh. But that's you know what what's his he, what's the other attorney's name again the ginger guy I think like the uh, master villain now Mark Bankson Ma- Bankston Bankston Mark Bankston yeah. Bankston said he's not going to reveal the intimate texts and <laughs> oh yes that's um, right that oh goes that's to the wife oh now I'm sick now I'm officially sick that there are <laughs> oh yes there's Mr. sexting Jones. there are indeed. <laughs> You think they're like dick pics in his text messages? Like the fucking receipts from websites and shit that they've got to be in his like, <laughs> oh man. like. Well, his wife is going to want those quote intimate texts, unquote. Yeah, yeah. And it's really detailed disclosures about, fun. I mean, like his bank statements are probably coming to his email. <laughs> All these little shell companies and shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, along those lines, uh, Mr. Bankston, the, the plaintiff's attorney, produced financial records indicating that Mr. Jones was earning revenue as much as $800,000 per day in recent That's years. Insane. By selling this is after he was deplatformed. Right. And yes. this is by selling just diet supplements, gun paraphernalia and survivalist gear and ads accompanying Jesus. his broadcast. So that whole super vitality mail thing. Look, I took super vitality mail and this is the before picture of me looking fat and doughy and this is the after picture where I still look fat and doughy except I got a tan. That's super vitality mail. His and apparently oil. his parents also own the company that he's selling this stuff through, and he's claiming that he owes money to that company, which is just bull. Is that Free Speech <laughs> Systems? Is that the oh? But uh, is, no, no, no. The 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 Vitality company, oh, yeah, the, the yeah. supplements. Apparently, he and his parents own the company that makes those supplements, and he's complaining, <laughs> "Well, I owe them sixty million dollars." Well, what do you wow. mean? Holy shit! I didn't know that. I believe it was Travis Bone or Chris Lavoy who uh, dropped that bombshell this oh, morning. Well, thank you, Travis wow. and or Chris. That's uh, I had no idea it was that nepotistic. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's just breathtakingly crooked, and just the whole thing. Just 
crashing down, 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 down. So let's go back to this uh, clip because we keep interrupting it. This is, again, this is the clip where he's challenged on a text exchange with Paul Joseph Watson. <laughs> You've got it upside down. You got it upside down. <laughs> That's text messages between you and Paul Watson, isn't it? Yes. And they mention Sandy Hook, don't they? Yes. Yes and yes. Yes, you've been lying. Okay, now here's where Alex Jones uh, was caught lying about presenting video on his InfoWars show of the judge on fire. Now, if you're on trial for your life here, you don't show video of your judge on fire and then lie about it in court. It's just like Trump, he's a seven-year-old, you know? like. No self-control. You know what it is? He doesn't think he's going to get caught. He doesn't think he's going to lose all of this money. It's, it's like dumb guy strength or something like that. Like he's, well, it's it's being wealthy and never having to have your comeuppance yet. And he's yeah. very, very oh, yeah. wealthy. Privilege. And he can afford to get, yeah, it's privilege. That's mm-hmm. what that is. It's fucking privilege going, you can't get me because then, 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 Right. So here he is getting caught again, lying. Say, Mr. Jones, that you're taking these court proceedings seriously. You're approaching them in good faith. But the truth of the matter is, you've been broadcasting repeatedly a picture of our judge on fire, haven't you? Objection compound, Your Honor. No. Okay, so he's asked if he did that, and Alex Jones's answer was no. Just to be clear, did you do that? No. The person on the left of this image is our judge, correct? Yes. The person on the right is another judge you don't like, right? Yes. Okay. And they're on fire. So he showed the picture in court that Alex Jones used on his show of not just the judge in this thing, but a different judge, both of them on fire. And then he says, he asks Alex Jones, did you show this on your show? And Alex Jones says no. And then they bring up this picture and he's just like, oh, Like, what did he think? Like, no one's monitoring his show? Exactly. God damn. It's like, yeah, he's diabolical, but all at the same time, he's just a fucking fucking dumb guy. Just a fucking moron. Oh, my God. So that's uh, that's more or less it. Uh, The good news is, so far... Alex Jones hasn't invoked uh, gay frogs in the hearings. That's what I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn, turn the, the friggin', friggin frogs, frogs gay. Serious <laughs> crap. Gay. Frogs, How frogs does it feel? <laughs> Treat me like you do.
just to be clear, I did not make that. That was some other guy That's who made brilliant. that. I have no That's idea fantastic. who made it, but yeah. Work of genius right Apologies there. Apologies to New Order, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, we were talking about uh, Alex Jones showing a picture of the judge on fire on his show. In another broadcast, Alex Jones falsely linked the judge to pedophilia and human right. trafficking. And another Mr. Jones questioned the intelligence of the jurors in the case, implying that his political enemies had handpicked blue-collar people who, quote, don't know what planet they're on and were ill-equipped to decide what monetary damages he must pay Miss Lewis and Mr. Heslin. In written oh. questions submitted to Mr. Jones, jurors took immediate issue with that characterization. <laughs> like, you think that's a good idea, Mr. Jones? Like, I don't know, I'm just saying shit. God, I'm just talking. these people... God, it's we're just lucky they're this dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I just I can't believe that he's made it this far without uh-huh. somebody slapping him down because I mean yeah. his whole like Well, let's be just be clear about this. This right. is Alex Jones perpetrating a fraud that is endangering right. the lives of people who have already suffered more than people should have to suffer. Exactly. They've lost their 6-year-old children in a brutal massacre. A gun massacre in school. In sc- where teachers were using their own bodies as human shields. And Alex Jones sicks his fucking maniac listeners on these people as though they're perpetrating a hoax to deliberately take the guns away from Alex Jones's fanboys. This is not just a matter of Alex Jones expressing his opinion. This is Alex Jones endangering lives. Actively endangering and just tormenting people. Yeah. Who've yeah. already, I mean, it's not like, you know, this is a daily thing for these people. Mm-hmm. People it is. calling them, threatening them, driving by their houses. I mean, it's constant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, well, he deserves to fucking, like, suffer while he's here and then burn in hell at the end. Right. Like, Yeah, here's some more fun uh, coming to us from the Justice Department, which has subpoenaed Trump's White House counsel. Pat Cipollone, Patsy Baloney, as we like to call him, as part of its uh, investigation (laughs) in the Jan 6 insurrection. Pat Cipollone, of course, is the highest-ranking White House official known to be called to testify by federal investigators. So we are squarely inside the Oval Office. This is one hop from Donald Trump, as Buzz Burbank put it on Twitter today. Cipollone witnessed Trump's efforts to overturn the election, quote, including discussions about seizing voting machines, meddling in the Justice Department, and sending false letters to state officials about election fraud Unquote. Last month, uh, Cipollone spoke to the House Jan 6 committee behind closed doors for more than seven hours, and we've seen lots of the results of that. Uh, meantime, two Arizona Republicans who participated in efforts to submit fake electors claiming Trump won the state told a Trump lawyer they were concerned that the plan, quote, could appear treasonous. <laughs> That's a valid concern, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is... Right. This is all in line with them uh, being concerned that uh, they're fake electors. And they even referred to, they referred to the they, fake electors yeah. as fake electors. Fake electors, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so they're well aware of how this all works. Meantime, Kelly Ward, the chairwoman of the Arizona Republican Party, and Kelly Townsend, a uh, state senator, <clears throat> raised concerns to Kenneth Cheesebro, <laughs> the bro of cheese, 
a lawyer working for Trump's campaign, about the alternate slate of electors plan because there were no legal challenges that could flip the results of Arizona's elections. Cheesebro shared their concerns in a December 11, 2020 <laughs> Sorry, email. It's just never going to not be funny. I know. Cheesebro <laughs> and louder milk. I'm just picturing him as like the worst ambiguously gay superhero duo ever. Like, I mean, like, is a guy with a Wisconsin cheese head thing. His actual, like, head is made of cheese. And there's louder milk who's like shaped like a bottle of milk with a megaphone. Yeah, or he's you know? like uh, one of the Wonder Twins. And when they touch their fists together, yeah. he transforms into a bottle of milk. Into uh, soft serve. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. And he's very loud. When he screams, it's very loud. That's his superpower. Uh, Cheesebro shared their concerns in a December 11, 2020 email to other members of the uh, legal team, which included Rudy Giuliani. Despite the concern, Ward joined the efforts and uh, signed a, quote, certificate of the votes of the 2020 electors from Arizona and claimed that Trump had won the state's 11 electoral college votes, which he did not. Townsend, however, did not serve as one of the electors. Both have since received subpoenas from the Justice Department about the fake electors' plan. So that's another avenue. In fact, the Justice Department has been... As far as we've known, the Justice Department was on the fake electors thing, I believe, before anything else. Or at least that's what yeah. we heard of first coming from the Justice it's Department. It's the most pressing to me, like, with other, uh, you know, another presidential election looming in 2024. Like, that, that's yeah. the one we really need to put a nail in. Right, right. Like, to completely just, like, riddle it with bullets and dump its body in the East River. Like, yes. That yeah, yeah. whole, like, Eastman theory of, like, we can just make our own electors. Yes, exactly. You know, right. they restarted that, 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 you know, that big old, that large hard on collider. <laughs> they, right. they, they restarted it, you know, and I think, I think we're working our way back to the right timeline. <laughs> <laughs> That's my theory. Yep. And it's going to turn the friggin' frogs gay, is what's going to happen. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about Kansas and what's next on the ballot initiative front here in just a second plus some more good news from the Biden White House regarding abortion rights. So uh, that and a whole lot more as we continue through our Thursday show back after these words. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Uh, 
is uh, the great Elijah Bones. Alongside. Song called Dark Clouds. You know what we're doing here on the show is, uh, I think I've decided, <laughs> that's a weird way to put it, I think I've decided, I'm not sure yet, but I'm about to announce something that I have just decided. <laughs> I think we're going to play some, uh, we're going to replay some songs that we've already played as part of the indie music rotation on the program, and this is one of them. Again, it's called Dark Clouds. Uh, the website for Elijah Bone, if I can scroll up fast enough, ElijahBone.com. Or even more specific, ElijahBone.com slash music. Okay. BobSeska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Thank you for doing that. All right. Uh, once again, as we said at the top of the show, congratulations to Kansas. Yes. For a few things, obviously, protecting abortion rights in Kansas, which is staggering. What, what did it turn out yeah. to be? 58% of Kansas voters... Uh, voted against this uh, ballot initiative yeah. that would have repealed its constitutional amendment protecting abortion rights. It's a little complicated as far as the wording and the setup goes, but it so, was kind of like the, the, the it was, intentionally they did that like it was a dirty trick. Yeah, they right. did that here with Proposition Eight with uh, same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's why it was voted down because you didn't know which way to vote. Right, and but the thing is, though, I imagine like anti-abortion people, anti-choice people being just as confused as pro-choice oh, people, yeah. some of them. So I'm sure. I wonder if that canceled itself out. Mm. And it uh, might, I think it was too overwhelming though, because I know that there was a big push online and in ads that voting no affirms mm-hmm. Roe, you right. know, basically affirms your rights in your constitution. Um, and basically from the other ads that were really over, they said, this is government overreach into your, lives. Oh yeah, really. And smart. that scares the crap out of Republicans. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the stories about like the 10-year-old girl in Indiana cuz I mean, it's right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. You know, by Kansas and the, you know, so Well, it's still kind so, of I mean, that's very real and vivid. Yeah, right, right. And horrible. Well, I think this also reflects national polls showing a supermajority of Americans wanting Roe to remain intact, wanting abortion rights to remain a thing in all or most circumstances based on some of the most recent polling. And so this is all reflective of that and not only indicates some great news for November, and we're already starting to see the national generic polls tilting heavily in favor of the Democrats. In fact, 538, Nate Silver's website, it's got Democrats and Republicans dead even nationally for the midterms. Good. Yeah, that's great news. So I think it's 44.2 each, uh, Democrats and Republicans. And of course, the Democrats are trending upward. Republicans trending right. downward. And if that trend continues, don't get happy. I got to always say that. Please don't get happy. Uh, but this could be wonderful news for November 8th. Do not get happy. And in Kansas, the turnout was huge. Yes. Uh, for a primary for midterms, mm-hmm. which is unheard of. So, and, and registration is up, and it's not just Democratic men and women. It is Republican women and some Republican men going, no. And uh, guess what's next? Kentucky. Kentucky Ooh. has a ballot initiative coming up on November 8th. And the circumstances are slightly different insofar as Kansas was about uh, repealing an amendment that already existed in the state constitution, the Kentucky ballot initiative would create a constitutional amendment that would ban abortion statewide. So this is a matter now with Kentucky 
of pro-choice activists pushing back against ratifying this amendment, this state right. amendment uh, right. to the Constitution. So it's not necessarily a thing where if the pro-choice side wins in Kentucky that it preserves abortion rights necessarily, right. but what it does is it stops, from my understanding, it stops this amendment from becoming uh, ratified in the state. So right. uh, we'll have more details on that as we get closer and closer to Kentucky. I think there's another ballot initiative in Montana about uh, it's the, the myth of born alive circumstances. Uh, where there's this you is kill what, the baby after it's born. Yeah, that's what they say happens, but it doesn't happen because you know yeah. why? It's murder to do that. You can't. Yeah, yeah, it's already against the law, folks. Yeah. yeah well, it's, I, I want to ask David a question. I read yesterday or the day before that there's um, starting next year, mm -hmm. people who are at least six weeks pregnant can then put that embryo, fetus, whatever, on their tax returns as a dependent. <laughs> All right. And that's sure. in Georgia. So, mm -hmm. and, and a friend of mine was like, oh, no, that's great because, you know, where are these, because most of the people that are going to apply for that would be people that are less wealthy because then you get another dependent for the next 10, you know, 40 weeks, 36 to 40 weeks. Right. Um, and you get that complete write off versus after it's born, you get the, you, you get the year anyway, by the way. If you, if you give, if you give birth to a child on December 31st at 1159 PM, you get the whole year. To write it off, by the way. If you're pro-choice, do you take that write-off, though? I mean, do you admit? Uh, no, I wouldn't. No, and that's yeah. when that's the other thing. It's like that can also technically track a pregnancy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm um, against it. I'm against it. It's personhood bullshit. And, yeah. and, and it's, it's okay. So then, okay, they get well. And and in in Missouri, you can't get a divorce if you're pregnant. Did you know that? Oh yeah, and it's getting worse in West Virginia. Republicans are debating the idea of eliminating child support yeah, because the ridiculous. looming threat of child support will make men try to convince uh, their pregnant wife or girlfriend or whatever into leaving the state to get an abortion so they won't have to pay child support. Yeah, that's some uh, interesting thoughts. That's In a West real Virginia, thing. some cousins could totally bankrupt each other with child support. <laughs> yeah, here's yeah. Republican Ruin Chris. Ruin the whole family inheritance. Republican <laughs> Chris Pritt on the floor of the West Virginia legislature yeah. talking about this very Schmuck. issue. Who doesn't want to really be involved in the life at all, really. Um, he knows that if, if she carries through the pregnancy, he's going to have possibly some sort of child support obligation. And so what he wants to do is he wants to... In a, in a sense, encourage her to go and find a way to get an abortion because he knows that if if it's a certain individual, if he has any kind of familiarity with her, uh, he knows that she might be of such a state of mind, she may be in such a vulnerable position that she decides it's not worth everything he's going to put me through uh, to carry this, this uh, pregnancy forward. It's going to be so easier. It's going to be better for me to go and just terminate this life. And so what she does is she goes over to Virginia, over. she goes over to some other state some where other state. abortion is legal, and she goes and gets the abortion. Okay. And so I think that's a really uh, clear possibility if, if we enact the, the Second Amendment here, 
I don't want to be doing anything whatsoever that no, is encouraging folks yeah. to go and get an abortion. Yeah, I think he's talking about the Second Amendment in the state constitution. Maybe. Oh, okay, so he's having to spend so many words. I mean, like all you know, good ideas are simple mm-hmm. in a way. Like, and when you have to come up with a hypothetical, it's just like, and then and she's a Martian, and he tells her that he she needs to have an abortion. Is it a, a Martian abortion? Like, I mean, it's just he's like so far out. <laughs> no, what? in the like hypotheticals that it's. Just right. like, dude, you sound like you're making up excuses for, like, why you didn't come home for curfew. Yeah. What he like, wants to do is make men not responsible for the sperm don- mm-hmm. donations that they tend to give. Because, like I've said to everybody, and I'm sure you know this, uh, women don't have to have an orgasm to get pregnant. Men right. have to have an orgasm to get women pregnant. Mm-hmm. So, or people pregnant, excuse me. Um, so, he just doesn't want the sperm givers or donors or rapists or whatever you want to call them to be responsible for what they In do. In any way. Yeah. It's just one yeah. more way of cutting off any financial, like any support. It's making women more that dependent. That they want to save, like, yeah. over, you know, life, you know, begins at conception and ends at birth. So, like, no preschool, right. no school lunches, no food, no yeah. child no clothing, support, no rent, no, like, you know, so, but, you know, you have to have it. It just. Right. I think the Republicans are looking at more of a long view with this, too, insofar as there's been lots of speculation and ideas bouncing around about expanding child support to encourage men who are otherwise anti-abortion, anti-choice to be more responsible about what they're Mm -hmm. doing to Mm -hmm. make the, the punishment of all of this, uh, not just confined to pregnant women, but also to the men who are responsible for those pregnancies too. And, and I think they're trying to head that off the pass. I really do. I I agree. I agree completely. They're like strike. Yeah. So they want a bunch of poor women because in general it's poor women that are going to bear the burden of this shit. So they want poor women to be saddled with many, many children that they say they keep them. Mm -hmm. And then, so more on the dole. I mean, what is it so that they have slave labor in the future? I don't quite understand this. I don't understand the end game on, on the one half of the equation, not having to be responsible for their children that are on the planet. But the other half has to be completely and utterly responsible, but the state ain't going to help them. No. So what the fuck? I wrote something for the Banter newsletter, thebanter.substack.com, about the possibility of using ballot initiatives as a way to roll back some of these laws. And there are quite a few red states that have uh, complete or almost complete bans on abortion where they also have ballot initiatives and and the possibility of that. And so... If we can win back some of those states just using ballot initiatives, as would happen uh-huh. in Kansas, I mean, once again, Kansas being a perfect test subject, right? given that Kansans, what, 56, 58% of Kansas were like, yeah, we want to keep abortion legal here. That, that uh-huh. could apply to all kinds of other red states. Mm-hmm. And so if we avail ourselves of that, I think that's significant pushback where we don't have to wait for the balance of power in the state legislatures to shift to the Democrats, especially given that there's uh, such rampant gerrymandering protecting Republican legislators. So that's an opportunity. I feel like you you may excuse me of hyperbole, but Mm -hmm. like one of the only times that history has been defied and that the president in power's party gained seats in the midterm election was Bush. Oh, 2002. Yeah. 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 Right. I feel like 
the repeal of Roe is like a 9-11 for women, mm-hmm. American yeah. women. Yeah. I really, I mean, it is a terror attack, yeah. Yeah. basically, on your rights, mm-hmm. <clears throat> on all of our rights, too, because they're coming for the queers and everybody else, too, like, once they get done with women. So it's like... Oh, and they're coming for contraception. Yeah, that, too. And I, I feel like they are, un- I mean, hopefully wildly underestimating just, like, how pissed off mm-hmm. women are. And, like, look at Kansas. You know, Republican women are voting this down because it's like, no, get out of my medical decisions. Right, right. Get out of my personal choices. This is not small government. This is not, you know, what they purportedly wanted, when, you know. So it's... Well, I have a question, Bob. How many states do have ballot initiatives available? But so I know California does because we're insane. With there those, are twenty six states, I 26, believe, overall. Okay, so I'm just I'm now looking up the red states that have this uh, uh, this ballot initiative possibility on the books, where you can actually uh-huh. avail yourselves of this process. And out of twenty six total states nationwide, the red uh-huh. states are. These are red states with some form of ballot initiative on the books that you can actually uh-huh. use. Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Idaho, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Utah, and Wyoming. And for what it's worth, the Kansas initiative was proposed by the state legislature through a process right. called legislative referral. So that is kind of that's not a citizen generated Right. Initiative. That's even funnier that they lost. <laughs> right, right. And I think it's the same with Kentucky. I think that's how the Kentucky initiative is being brought up by the state legislature itself. 14 Trump-supporting red states where there's a solid possibility of victory. Because once again, you have that test market in Kansas, and the overwhelming support of that ballot, or the overwhelming opposition to that ballot initiative if that translates to these other states, that's phenomenal news. That's phenomenal. We just have to get it on the ballot, get these initiatives right. on the ballots. And it won't happen in time, I don't believe, for the midterms, but it'll happen yeah. in time for the fall primaries or some of the spring, yeah. spring summer primaries yeah. uh, and beyond. So keep in mind the long you view know, on this as well. That's the other thing about the Kansas vote is that they tried to sneak it into a Republican yeah. primary election day yeah. because that's the Republicans were the only people who were planning to vote that day. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> they thought it was going to be you know a shoe in, right? And they still lost. But I, like I said again, I feel like women feel this. I mean, the like the white men that run the media and like the Senate and the you know the Supreme Court are underestimating how personal and brutally like like a physical attack this is on women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to hear about nine-year-old girls that have been raped and have to cross state lines to get an abortion. And then mm-hmm. the doctor gets, you know, attacked by the, the state attorney general for doing her legal, obli- you know, doing her job. Yeah, exactly. It just... Oh, by the way, elsewhere, California and Vermont also have initiatives reinforcing existing oh, yeah. law. So that's something yeah. to bear in mind when you go and vote in California and Vermont. So just for example here, Arkansas, uh, with Roe overturned, abortions in Arkansas are banned in all cases except life endangerment, rape, incest, or severely compromised physical health. This could be reversed through a ballot initiative if activists can collect 89,151 signatures in Arkansas. I think that's doable. And you get 100 of your friends together, each one collects, you know, around 1,000 signatures, you're golden. 
In, yeah. in Christy Nome, South Dakota, abortion is banned in all cases except life-endangering medical emergencies. But if 33,921 signatures are collected, abortion could become legal again. So these are all things to, to bear in mind on top of the fact that Joe Biden announced that uh, he plans to sign an executive orders to support individuals traveling out of state for an abortion. Both orders direct Health and Human Services to consider all appropriate actions to ensure health care providers comply with federal non-discrimination laws so that women receive medically necessary care without delay. It also calls for HHS to consider action to advance access to abortion, including through Medicaid and for those who travel out of state. Thank you, Brandon. Awesome news there, too. I feel so. like the anti-choice people made the mistake that a lot of Democrats make when we think Twitter is the real world. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Of, you know, I think you know, the, the, pro, the anti-choice people were like, they think that because they landed this, like, coup on the Supreme Court, that they're therefore going to, like, make this a groundswell of support for them. But it's only on the Supreme The Supreme Court is not the real world. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I just feel – and. This is a, I think, a, a, just a fucking, like, stink ball of an issue for them. Like, this is really yeah. something, like we said, 50 years of settled law, and women are fucking pissed off. Like, we were done with this. Mm-hmm. Like, we had, you know, you, you cannot come for our settled rights. Right. And I just feel like they are really, like, they thought that, that they overreached, and now it's going to cost them, I hope. I really hope that the midterms are a fucking blue bloodbath. Shame, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, regarding Twitter, I'm glad you brought that up, David, because that's one of the things I've been thinking about, too, which is that no one was talking about Kansas on Twitter up until it actually passed. Yeah. So the shit that we end up talking about on Twitter and debating on Twitter and, and rending our garments over, oh, my God, we're getting destroyed and it's going to be it's going to be a disaster. And it, it, Twitter is just is where hope goes to die on Twitter. <laughs> and it turns out that, oh, my God, there were these activists, hundreds, if not thousands of them on the ground in Kansas going door to door, knocking on doors, explaining what this initiative was all about, getting out the vote doing the hard work, hitting the pavement. That's a big fucking deal that we don't talk about on Twitter. That needs to change. More state issues need to be discussed on social media. You see someone talking about a state legislature race, you retweet that shit. You share that shit on Facebook. That's the only way we break through. Because you know why? You know how the Republicans were able to attain all of this fucking... uh, power to overreach on abortion and guns and all the rest of it, voter suppression. By showing up. By, yep. by showing up for state legislature elections. They weren't sitting those things out. They were taking them seriously, and they were doing the work from the bottom up, not the top down. So lots of contrarians and dirtbags and so on talking about, oh, my God, why doesn't Joe Biden give me a pony? Are any of those people talking about what's happening in their state legislature? No. Are they, do they even know who their state well, legislators I, I, are? I think no. there's an actual reverse correlation between the people who do the most on Twitter and the people who do the most on, on the ground. <laughs> yeah, They're yeah, generally exactly. busy, like, registering voters and driving people to the polls and shit and not mm-hmm. running their mouths on Twitter or That's hanging right. out by their pool. Right. Yeah, yeah. God. What a day, I have breaking huh? news. I don't know if – did you hear the Breonna Taylor uh, – 
indictment of an officer involved in the police raid oh, on Breonna yeah. Taylor. There's yeah. been an indictment. That's DOJ. Good That's Merrick Garland, good. all right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Garland announced Three that. Three of the officers, yeah. There was a cover-up, and he literally said Breonna Taylor should be alive today because they, they, con- they conspired to cover it up. Right. You, you know what? You don't fuck around with Merrick Garland on cases no, like this. That man knows what he's doing. I'm yeah. sorry. He's really good at that shit. Absolutely. And it's very clear at this point that he's on top of the 1 6 investigation. He's top. He's on top of the big lie, the stop the steal, the whole election fraud conspiracy orchestrated by Donald Trump and his henchmen. This is uh, something they're doing. I'm telling you. Yeah. Getting back on the proper timeline. Exactly. Moving away from the darkest timeline because of the large hard-on collider. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's it. That must be what it is. It's also, you know what, a Democratic Party that's decided, hey, you know what, maybe putting success stories closer to the election actually works. That's what I think is going on here. We're seeing a lot of successes stacking up with just a couple of months to go and actually less time than that before people start getting their mail-in ballots. Really smart politics going on on the Democratic side. It's just we're still locked into this thing. Why are they? Why well, the is the bar is also pretty low after the last administration? I mean, it was infrastructure week forever. <laughs> yeah, that's like. true. But look, if if this uh, Inflation Reduction Act had come up when it was built back better last November, you think people would remember it now? Of course no, not. No, I think it's smart that they're doing it now. The closer to an election, the better. Yes, exactly what I'm saying. And so I think that's all strategic. I think the fact that uh-huh. gas prices are coming down now. Yeah. Maybe strategic there. I don't know what's necessarily driving it from a White House perspective, but if this, if the White House has anything to do with gas prices dropping, it, that's very well timed, suffice to say. So that's just a theory I've been thinking about. Like, we're way closer to the election than we think, and we're getting lots of success stories. And in the past, shit like this has happened like a year out, which is kind of useless politically, at least in terms of elections. So that's all great news. And we've got more news to come. Speaking of gas prices, going to talk about gas prices coming up on the Shadow Docket. Plus, uh, oh my God, the, the passage of the PACT Act. We're going to talk about that finally. Finally. Yeah. Thank you, John Stewart. Right. And more uh, text message deletions. We're going to get into that. And a whole lot more mm-hmm. coming up next. BobSuskaShow.com. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Strap on dildos. Dildo. Dildo. It's a penis. <laughs> Artificial penis. Dildos. Dildo. Dildo. Damn dildo. Strap on dildos. Dildo.